going on everybody it's your man winston ward and your girl ashley's here with the rise of the creative podcast and we're back again listen we got another one for y'all another one dj Khaled style another one another one and today we're talking about something that is serious how serious very serious we talking about aids in africa whoa 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 not nah, that serious. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you. That was that, that was, was too deep. I got. Yeah. I went too far. I'm sorry. Too far. I'm Gone sorry. Too far. Um, but maybe that might come up in a future podcast. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, can, it kind of relates. It kind of relates, but that's maybe too deep. But I don't know yeah. how that can relate to creatives. But we kind of would have to figure out how to tie that back in we're, during our brainstorming. Meeting, right. We can discuss that. But anyway, today what we're talking about is creating the dialogue mm. and i guess the the subtitle to that would be uh how creatives can use their stage to make social change you gotta make a change <laughs> felt like he was about to rap <laughs> oh, no. you know what song was in my head yeah. um the michael jackson song with all the celebrities in it we are the world no you gotta make a change I can't think of the rest of the words. Me either. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm okay. gonna find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we want to just speak about, and we we alluded to this in other podcasts. Um, I feel like this is like the trilogy, which is like summing up, you know, all of the podcasts that we right because we kind of woke, sort of, kind of, kind of um, woke. Yeah, this one is kind of summing up the last two that we did, pretty much talking about the the change agents. Uh, the men and the women within the um, within the creative community, um, and I guess this one will kind of just sum it up and bring it home. So, Ashley, once again, Ashley, you were the one who kind of pioneered this episode. So I hold this whole podcast on my back. Amen, amen. <laughs> and listen, that's that's. <laughs> He's about to play me. He was like, "That's a big ass back." <laughs> He's about to say some shit like that. I know you are. I saw it in your face. The disrespect. The disrespect. <laughs> but I held it down though. Don't worry. I held it down. No, you you, you were it. thinking it. You said it. But you were thinking it. You the disrespect. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and I'm not editing this part out Wait, that was mad disrespectful. If you'd actually said that. I know that's what, that's what I was like. Wait, wait. But you laughed, so I already knew what you was thinking about. I was like, wait, wait, that's borderline disrespectful. So not <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. I'd have flipped um, this damn table over. <laughs> oh man, it, it's it's crazy because we're about to talk about some serious, right? Some serious mad stuff. serious yeah. stuff, and we yeah. giggling. Okay, yeah, for real, something. for reals. All right, so pretty much what I think would be kind of be the the best idea is kind of just piggybacking on what we did before, which is creating a conversation between ourselves, um, and letting the the conversation flow about how um, even us as creatives and even like creatives who are on a way bigger platform than us, how they can use their um, 
celebrity or fame or whatever right. you want to call it to to kind of like impact social change. So what are some what do you think are some of the things like off off rip that they can do before we even get into the bullet points that we have? Um, what are some of the things that you think that they can do just off rip? Like once you see like a celebrity um, has a has a, like amassed a certain amount of followers, a certain amount of you know fame or a certain amount of you know followers, what do you think they should do? I definitely think they should pick a. I'm saying they should, because not you don't have to do this stuff. I think that using your platform is a great way to reach the masses. It makes you more personable, not just a brand. I mean, every even brands have their own charities that they you know contribute to. But I think once you literally just speaking on something you can create awareness for it because there's so many problems and there's so many hashtags and different social issues that we're going through that a lot of people don't even know about so even if it's like oh you know hashtag somebody's name that'll forward somebody to google it and googling it can create you know awareness awareness of it that's just what it is it's literally could just start with awareness you know um one person who i like a lot and I, I even though he you know his page is primarily um he does primarily like funny things on his page but um fat boy sse mm-hmm. i love how he goes around to the community yes and gives away money and granted it's just it's not like a, a big gesture mm-hmm. but i feel like it does just give off the the message of positivity right like okay i have a I I've, I used to struggle before, mm-hmm. and I know what that's like. So because I'm up, I'm gonna give you like some right. money. Like, um, and sometimes it's not even money. Sometimes he goes to the like to homeless people. He gives them like socks and right. like, boxers and stuff like that. So I think that it's the small things like that that can just just show a little bit show a little bit of positivity you know rather than just posting like all the funny stuff and posting like all the the crazy things um just showing a side of you that is positive showing a side of you that is giving back and i feel like him doing that is 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 making it okay you know like yeah. he's opening the door to that to like allowing people like okay you know if i got an extra couple dollars like it's okay for me to give it back you right know? so uh, I, personally i like that i mean that wasn't on any of the bullet points or anything. I no, just no, and also, to, you know. it also, uh, you don't know who you're impacting. You don't know who's looking at you. Yeah. These kids that's in the community, they see this guy. All they see on Instagram is, oh, he's funny. Mm-hmm. But then they, he comes to their neighborhood and he's like, wow, like, you know, mm-hmm. this guy is, you know, buying homeless socks or, you know, giving away this or giving away that. That little detail could impact somebody's future. Like, you know what, man? When I was a kid, you know, you gave me 20 bucks. You don't know. You fed my family. Right. Or, you know, you gave me money for school to buy this. You know, I, I really think it's just a little... To start with, for somebody who is, who is as small as him compared to the giants we have, you know, right, I think right. he's extremely small in the sea of celebrities. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree. I completely agree. Um, so let's, let's get into some of these, um, let's get into some of these topics. Um, how do you feel about the, um, the new NFL policy, like on, on protests? And also how do you feel that these NFL players should take it? Ciao. <laughs> it's, it's like we're living in the twilight zone. Right. Like if you'd have told us 10 years ago that this and this and this is going to be happening, we'd have been like, okay, put that on the pipe, right. stop smoking crack. Like, <laughs> it's 
literally, I look at the news every day or look at an Instagram feed or anything, and it's like a joke. Like, it, it's our American policies and stuff is such a joke. And they don't even realize that they're making a mockery of the freedom and liberty that we have in this country. Mm-hmm. First of all, protesting is a an amendment right. right. I'm not sure what amendment it is, but <laughs> it's an amendment right. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the First Amendment. But. I'm sure it's a, a, accounts go along with the free speech and all that. Yeah. To say that you're disrespecting a flag when what they're protesting is social injustice for black people and police brutality. Exactly. Is insane. Not they don't they don't want to hear what we're protesting about or even try to change what we're protesting about. But oh, you're disrespecting the flag. Like, bro, we it was a point in U.S. history where black people couldn't even wear the American. We couldn't even fly the American flag. Right. So now that we're playing for your teams, we're making you money, we're creating your brand. We have an issue. We're protesting, I think, in the most peaceful way possible. Right. Because before, I don't want to say his name wrong, Kaepernick? Yeah, Colin. Colin Kaepernick. Before him, there were protests. Mm-hmm. There were protests in NFL. There actually was kneeling in the NFL, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But but I think but because of what he was protesting for and because it created such a wave, which is great because we have discussions like this now, it kind of was like, it just, it shined a light on what's the difference between American patriotism and social justice. Right. Like, how can you say American patriotism when there's literally Americans that are suffering? Exactly. No, no, I, I love that. I love that. You, I didn't expect you to say that. But I know. You, but, I'll be deep sometimes. <laughs> I'll be deep. But when you said that, I was just like, okay, wow, yeah, definitely. I completely, I, I completely agree with everything you said, and that's rare. But. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> We're gonna save this snippet. I'm gonna set it as your ringtone. Right. <laughs> just me saying, I completely agree. With I completely agree. You said. Oh, that's one single. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, the 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 one the one person and I, I guess I would kind of consider her creative. Um, not on the the aspect of being an artist, she's more of like a journalist or reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I, I pray I'm saying her name right. But Jamil Hill, yeah, from ESPN, yeah. Um, the reason she had she, uh, what she said was so was so she she pretty much echoed the same exact thing that you were saying about mm-hmm. how they're banning this, thinking that it is against the american flag when it has nothing to do with the american not at all not even a little bit exactly and i just admire her just from one being a creative and also just holding using her platform right um, and and standing staying true to who staying true to who she believes she is exactly you know um even when the president of the united states came at her you know So, um, that's insane. Yeah. And I I definitely feel like we need to, um, I definitely feel like we, um, we should definitely commend her for, for that, for, for standing her ground and still remaining the same. Right. Her, everything that she's been saying is, is consistent. You know, it's not like, oh, well one day she's like, oh, well this. And then the other day she's like, oh, well I think that it's it's all consistent all the way through. So she's definitely someone that I wanted to highlight, especially when I saw this topic, um, Coming up and and you you hit the nail right on the head with that one because those were those were her exact same sentiments. Another great uh, journalist mm-hmm. who is the biggest, I think, one of the biggest names in this social media protesting. Stephen A. Smith. 
No, actually. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I have no joke. idea who it is. Um, Sean King. He used to be, you have, you, bro, you gotta find him. Okay. When I tell you he be, he finds these videos and he, okay, first I'm gonna get into who he is. So Sean King used to be a writer for the Daily News. Okay. Um, he's always been a political activist. I think he used to write political pieces for the Daily News. Um, I'm not sure if he still writes for them, but he's an independent journalist and stuff now. He basically finds those uh, police body cam videos, and he has, like, so many connections in everything. Like, when those protests in Charlotte, um, mm-hmm. one of the gentlemen who were— one of the African-American gentlemen who were beat— by the group of like six white uh, nationalists, whatever they call themselves, mm-hmm. he and his social media team literally found these people, hunted them down, found their social media, found where they work at, and got them arrested. That's wicked. That's that's wicked. Cr- I mean, and these are off of like screenshots. This is off of just like angles from like building cameras. Like, oh, you know, I had my photo expert blow this up and clean it up. Do you know this guy? He get a message like, okay, we found this guy. His name is X Y Z. Right, and then next thing you know, he just been charged with battery and assault in this case for for justice against such and such and such. That's wicked. It may take a couple months, but can you? Just his platform. Yeah. He was able to capture, I think, five out of the six guys who who uh, beat who brutally beat this man during the Charleston rallies. Mm-hmm. His and he always does stuff like this. He he rallied for Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and uh, everybody, everybody. I mean, he finds police brutality videos. He finds and he's and I gotta say he is extremely fair. Of course, he. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're very biased. Or no, if something is wrong mm. on our end, right. he'll say it like, now you know. You know. <laughs> now you like there was another case where a woman was claiming to have been sexually assaulted by a police officer. Of course, you're gonna t- you, off the back. You're gonna take somebody's word because you don't expect somebody to lie about something like that. She claimed to have been sexually assaulted and to be, you know, beaten by this police officer during a routine traffic stop. Video body cam image came out. The police officer did everything by the book. He never raised his voice. She never raised her voice. Like the whole thing was like completely made up. He literally, Sean King, literally apologized. He apologized to the police departments. You know. And basically was like, this woman played a victim who right. wasn't a victim. And a lot of people don't do that. When you're, it's really hard to rally for something and then realize that you were wrong right. or that that person was wrong. That's, yeah, that, account- that, that accountability yes, is, is amazing. And he does that. And that's what really made me start listening to what he ha- had to say. Mm-hmm. And he has a huge team behind him. I don't know where this man found these people at. But I think it's also his followers. Like, he has a oh, yeah, really definitely. broad band. But they found these people that beat up this guy in Charleston. I think that alone, that's amazing. Yeah, that's Just off of, like, screenshots and video captures and, oh, we, you know, we found this Facebook page. And then, you know, me. Late night creeping. Well, let me type in this full name, and it's a real page. Like it's a that's wicked. a real page. Like he works at an animal shelter in Wisconsin, kind of thing. Like that's yeah. wicked. That's wicked. Um, I, I just I love hearing that. Like he definitely deserves a follow. Like from, oh yeah, from everyone. I mean, I'm definitely gonna follow him. Um, just to support what you got going on. Um, it's kind of depressing sometimes because a lot of his videos are real live footage, a real you know 
in-person footage of police brutality mm-hmm. or it's um, some type of social injustice or, you know, like one of those kind of things that like he, I don't know if people send them to him or if he just finds them or and he just raise awareness to them. Why are you moving like that? I'm trying oh. to breathe in the, in, the, in the mic. So I'm like. That was mad creepy. And I'm like, I hope you don't say anything. <laughs> you should have warned me beforehand. Um, but yeah, his page is kind of, it can get really like, damn, like when is this going to end? Yeah. Cause if you he posts a lot, so especially like especially like with the whole like br- like police brutality, yeah. Thing. Um, and I feel like to be honest, um, the uh, I read a um, there is this guy he's on he's on he's on Instagram. Um, I follow him. His name is a uh, Doe. Um, he used to be um, well he still is a rapper, but he used to um, he used to like roll with Timbaland. He used to be like a songwriter and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. he's He's using his platform to to talk about music gems and also talk about his story, but he's also using his platform to to speak about you know pos- like black positivity, right? Um, and just just keeping that at the center of what, well, keeping that at the center of everything that he's doing. Um, and he was speaking about how he how he loves LeBron James because he is one of the only major superstars. Uh, major basketball stars who has really taken the um who has taken his role seriously and, yes. and does and does everything that he that he can for the black community yes um like comparing like comparing him to like michael jordan and kobe bryant who right. hasn't done as much for the black community as lebron has done and scandalous Sca- scandal scandal less uh, yeah she's talking about the, the, um, the tv show I'm like, that, what, no what does that have to do with <laughs> l-e-s not l-o-u-s oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, um but yeah so it's um it's definitely positive to see that um and it's and it's great to see it's great to see that perspective as well too that's the reason why like i i, I listen to a lot of his videos because he gives a lot of different perspectives yeah. um about a lot of different people and i know that from the, even from the people that you watch that it it gives you like different perspectives even watching like those videos it just gives you a different angle per- yeah. yeah 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 so um especially about police brutality and like all the things that go on with that um i, I can only imagine like seeing those videos can kind of just give you a different view of it i mean it could be a good thing and it could also be a bad thing but um i'm definitely curious to see those videos it's Um, it's scary like speaking of you know police brutality mm -hmm. we both have young black males and and they're in two different parts of the city my brother lives in a predominantly middle eastern up-and-coming african-american neighborhood in jersey (laughs) and your brother lives in the city your brother lives in the bronx right and i i'm i i pray for them every day when they leave the house right because as good as a kid if we both know they are because our brothers are similar they're very quiet kids they're into sports kind of thing yeah they don't look like that you know what i mean like yeah. fit the stereotypical black teenager they're tall buff <laughs> you know what i mean like well-dressed kind of thing and right, right. they could be hood and they could be with their friends i'm sure they could be loud but i pray for them because they could be a hashtag at any point yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that petrifies me especially if my brother driving in new jersey
it's a medication tab. Right. No. <laughs> no. Um, and that petrifies me. And that petrifies me because they can be just out. My brother lives in Jersey, yeah. and he can just be driving and get stopped by a state trooper. Yeah. Now, he can get that state trooper that, you know, oh, you're driving without a license. Oh, you're, you know what I mean? Not that he would do that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't even, at this point, it doesn't even matter. Like, I've seen a video where the police stopped the guy because he had vegetation on his windshield, which was like the pollen from the tree. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, and they're literally pulling him out of his car, damn near beating him. Because it was a root, I'm quoting this, a routine traffic stop, and they noticed that he had some... Vegetation. It, that's exact words, vegetation on his windshield. And the guy just so happened to live stream it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, every time I see one of these videos, I'm like, that could be Marcus. That could be, you know, my mm-hmm. little cousin here, or that could be this. Even with the Waffle House, it could be one of my younger cousins coming back from the club or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, doing something like that. Yeah. And it could be a statistic just that fast. No matter how good you are in school, no matter how fast you run on the track team, no matter how many end zone points or whatever you call them you can get, you are still a black man and you are still a threat. Yeah. The the only the only take back or the only negative thing that I really see from from all of this exposure of this is um and it, it, it happens it not not that it happens, it, it happened already to me. Um, which is um like I'm becoming like desensitized to it. Like I, I was scary. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm seeing, it and, and it's it's almost as if it's the norm now. Right. So that is something that I kind of want us, like as a people, to kind of just um be aware of. You know that this is not the norm. This is not how it's supposed to be. Just because we're seeing it so often and so frequently, like, right? This is not how it's supposed to be, and um. Our leaders, our creative leaders, especially, are supposed to. Um, well, not supposed to, but we. They we, should. Yeah, we want our creative leaders to step us to step up for us and mm-hmm. speak on our behalf because they have that platform and they right. have that you know, they have that leverage that us regular people. Right. Know, you know. Um. So what what else can we talk about? Um. We have a lot on this list. It's like so many things that yeah. is going on in this time that as creatives, we have, you can choose from anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. We have a variety of things that are going on from the presidency to mass incarceration, yeah. school shootings and gun reform, which that breaks my heart every single time. I mean, everything, I'm Capricorn, I'm super sensitive. Everything <laughs> breaks my heart. But to see... A child, and I'm gonna bring. I'm bring, I'm bringing it down to the most basic of forms. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the race, before we get into the gun control, before we get into bullying, to see a child so broken and so depressed into a mental mindset where they want to kill other kids and and retaliate by killing someone, I think that mental health is the number one. The number when it gets down to it is the foundation of a lot of these school shows. Of course, yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely, it, it has the, to be. It has to be. I mean, I, when I was, a lot of people say, "Oh, when I was in school, we didn't, you know, we got bullied. We didn't get gun from." Yeah, but I think we grew up at a different time. Like oh, for I sure. didn't. I didn't personally take bullying personal, personal because it was nothing I didn't hear at home, or I, my cousins wasn't teasing me about anyway. So I'm like, ah. 
My cousin said something funnier than that. Like, right, right, call right. me fat, but your mama. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, bullying wasn't a thing. It wasn't enough for me to, one, want to end my life, or two, want to end somebody else's life. Child, the, the child suicide rate is so high today. There was yeah. a child a couple days ago, 11 years old. That's wicked. Killed her, jumped from a building and killed her because she was being teased in fifth grade. That's wicked. Fifth grade, one of the most awkward times in your <laughs> adolescent life. You being teased enough to want to end your life for only eleven years. Nah, that's that's wicked. Um, and all she needed was somebody to talk to. Right, and uh, this is why, and I'm glad that you kind of brought that up because I wanted to figure out a way how to segue into this, um, which is why um, I praise um, the Netflix special Thirteen Reasons yes. Why. Um, the reason why I praise it is because I feel like the first season brought a lot of awareness to, to mm-hmm. the problem and if you because I, I noticed the uh, the packaging around from the first season and the second season was a lot different yes. the first se- the, the packaging around the first season was just mainly telling the story which is cool right. and I understood that um, but I don't think that they understood how many people that it would touch. Right. So I feel, and then in the second, the second season, you see it before every episode and after every episode, they, yes. they offer, you know, help for different people. Like, listen, here's, here's a phone number that you can reach out. If you're feeling any of these symptoms related to any of these characters right. in, the, in the story, reach out to us and we'll, we'll, we'll let you know who you can reach out to, um, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so I feel like, I feel like the the create like them as creatives, you know, their their whole team, they they took the initiative and saw mm-hmm. how many how many people were being affected by this. Right. Well, I think the the story had to come from somewhere. Well, the thirteen reasons why is a book. Right, right, right. I know, but but I'm saying like the story the story had to come from somewhere. Oh, right, yeah. Like, like the narrative had yeah, to come yeah. from somewhere. Exactly. So and I think once they saw about once they saw how many people were affected by it or how many people were touched by that story, yeah. They they realized that this is a real thing. Right. You know, um and I think bringing more positive awareness to it, especially yeah. like And in, not glorifying glorifying it. Exactly, exactly. Um bringing more positive awareness to it and then offering help. Because I feel I saw this in some type some type of psychology book, um, the like the perfect parent um, they give authority and then they also give support to 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 reinforce that mm-hmm. authority. Like they'll tell you what to do and then they'll also give you the steps on how to do it. Right. So it's like you can't tell someone, okay, listen, you know, we want you to stop killing yourself, but you you're not just pro- stop. Yeah, right. yeah, you're not providing you know any you know avenues for them. Right. So I feel like they you know the whole thirteen reasons why the thirteen reasons why staff did an amazing job this season um, around packaging that and just getting it out to their to their followers. Like they even created their own like website little yeah page yeah for it. Um, and and I love that. So um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that 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 segued like so perfectly. <laughs> I like how they took the first season to set it up. Right, right. Like, we saw this girl. I'm mean, not going to go get into it because that's right. a whole nother no podcast. <laughs> right. We saw this girl, her problems, what she, you know, what happened to her. But the second season, without any spoilers, the second season gave the results of how it affected other people's lives. Right, right. And, I, you know, I've had a, I've had my share of family members who've committed suicide. Not share of family members. I know one person who right. have committed suicide. And 
oh, suicide is like a permanent answer to a temporary problem. Right, right. And you don't realize how it affects the people around you. And that's what the second season did. And I think that's what makes this, that dialogue so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I think, and it's, I feel like it's the dialogue. I feel like 13 Reasons Why, they did an amazing job at, at starting the dialogue. Yeah. And I feel like that is the issue that a lot of creatives face. Like, how do we start the dialogue between this? Yes. You know? That was a good tie. That was good. Right. So That was a good tie-in. Right. And and I feel like, with even with us, like, I, like these things that we're discussing now is stuff that, you know... I, you know, stuff that me and you speak about, like, offline, but tying it into whatever, tying, tying it into what we're doing now, like, how are we saying, like, how can creatives create the dialogue for it? Like, I feel right. like creatives have to be creative. In, in creating the dialogue. Creating. <laughs> no, seriously. And it, <laughs> no, I get it. It sounds funny. I get but it, yeah. They have to be creative enough to, to fit it in. And it has to be something that they're passionate about as well, too. So, um, yeah, yeah, I... It was it was crazy how that tied in, but I think I definitely think that it it definitely it's it's going to require require some creativity to to get it in. And I feel like all creatives should definitely speak about, and it doesn't even have to be black just black people. It can be right. Latino people because we all have like ec- economic struggles. Like we all every every minority goes through a, a a like whether it's like socioeconomic or psychological or mental we, we're all going through problems and the only way how we can get through those problems is doing it together and also by bringing awareness to it so yeah but yeah um, that was deep super deep super deep super deep um one of the um one of the the one of the final things that i want to talk to talk about and it's kind of like we can kind of like tie in two things with it um which is the legalization of marijuana um, and I know that that is becoming a big topic because I even heard the, um, it was even, I don't know. It was, I believe it was the commissioner of, um, the commissioner of police. He, it was, he, uh, it was either the commissioner of police, the governor or the mayor. I forget. Right. Forgive me for not knowing who this is. Um, but it was, it was one of those three. You can quote me on that. One of those three who said that the New York City police are going to stop um, arresting people for marijuana in anticipation. Oh, that was de Blasio. De Blasio, right? Mm-hmm. What, what is he? De Blasio, he is... I think he's the mayor. I think he's the mayor. That is, that is horrible. We yeah. have to Google that before we... We can't just go on there and talk no, about... No, ah. it's okay. Nobody cares about the black... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I like de Blasio because he got a black wife. Okay. So I'm not going to lie to you. That, make, that makes him cool now? Yeah, that's why I voted for him. He got a black wife. <laughs> okay. So um yeah yeah De Blasio said that um that they're gonna stop um arresting people for marijuana because in anticipation smoking on the street is a difference. They're not gonna arrest you for smoking on the street. It's like petty tickets, like right, stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Um they're slowly trying to decriminalize it. Exactly, in anticipation for it becoming legal. And I feel like what a lot of people are doing, this is why I said that it's kinda like a twofold thing is a lot of people are beginning to buy into marijuana. Like, yeah. as far as, like, different, like, stocks and different um, um, legal... <laughs> I have to emphasize that. Different right. legal ways of how to profit from marijuana. So I think that can 
that can definitely be something that is uh, a, an, an economic thing because I know that marijuana is prevalent in the black community. Um, and I don't think it's like a stereotypical thing, but you know, a lot of us, a lot of us use it. Um, and a lot of creatives use it too. But I think that us as creatives, it is, it will be smart for us to, to just do some research on just the, the stocks around, um, marijuana or the, just the different financial, uh, gains that we can make from the, uh, how, the legalization of marijuana. <laughs> it was hard for me to get that. I know, out. no, I get it. But, I have um, mixed emotions about the legalization of marijuana. Talk about it. On one hand, I'm like, great. Marijuana is a great drug. It can be used for many health benefits. You know what I mean? It it can open up entrepreneurship for all ethnicities and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. can be a great avenue for, you know, new businesses and bringing a lot of money, especially if you tax it. Bringing freaking millions or billions of dollars. You see Colorado, they don't even have a place to store their money. That's how much, because the state won't take cannabis money. That's crazy. But on the other hand, we're profiting or for something that has disenfranchised the black man for years. The same thing that we're about to profit off of mm-hmm. has caused many of men to be locked up for having a nickel bag, you know, whatever on them. And lost opportunity in life like that. You have a record now because you have possession of marijuana. Are we going to expunge these records? Yeah, I think that that should definitely be a conversation. But and do you know how many records? Oh yeah, it's gonna be. And a lot how of many? Not even how many records? How many of those small crimes? What do you call it? Avalanche, like snowballed, right. into it, bigger it, crimes, into other things. So right. like, oh, if I didn't get, you know, if I didn't get arrested for um, having possession of marijuana when I was 16, then I would have never, that's one of those right, commercials, right. I would have never been, uh, but I've been able to get a job when I was 19. I wouldn't have to sell drugs. I wouldn't have been arrested for a bigger charge like cocaine or something like that. And that's my problem. Like, Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it really depends on, it really depends on how, how we do it. Yeah, I think yeah, it depends yeah. on how it's done. Because mm-hmm. it could either like be a slap in the face, like, ha ha, now everybody, you know, you can do it for free. And if you gotten caught with it within the last 10 years, then that's on you, you know? Yeah. Or it can be a big backlog of going through all of these crimes, decriminalizing them, expunging them, and clearing these records of people who only had it for just possession or they got a ticket for smoking on the street or... I mean, I don't think that they're. I don't think they're gonna go in for the tickets because I mean that that goes in your record, but it's not like uh you're not gonna you're not gonna get like uh how would you say? I mean, you can't apply for the CIA. I don't think they're gonna go that far. I think if it's uh, to be honest, I don't think they're gonna expunge anything. Me either. I think there has to be like uh <laughs> there has to be a rally. Like you right. have to like sign a petition for that to happen. Right. I don't think they're just gonna do that like on. Like on their own, because you gotta understand that's, that's a lot of work for them to do. Years and years, years. Gonna, and yeah, years, years, years. Um, it's gonna be releasing criminals in the street. Because imagine how many people right now are sitting on records for possession. Right, right, right. But I mean, it, but if you think about it, they did break the law. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So I don't think I don't think it's gonna be retro- right. I don't think it's gonna be retroactive. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna retroactively be like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> right. That would be crazy, but I, I doubt they're gonna do that. But I think in the um, 
in the interim, what we should do now, uh, while you know all of this is still in limbo, we should definitely figure out how we can, how we as a people can profit from it. Oh yeah. Um and and yeah, let's make some money legally. On um. Let's get on this bandwagon. That's really what it is. Jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see all y'all trap infused lounges. Yeah, we just how we got hookah lounges, we need weed lounge. Wow. I can only imagine. I'm not about to give y'all no business ideas. We're right. not gonna talk about it. Right. <laughs> Black not, entrepreneurs better be listening to right. this. Right. We not I'm not about to give y'all no we million be. dollar worth of advice for nine ninety nine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's but listen, that'll be crazy though. That's wicked. That's wicked. You can uh, you can you can have that in your club that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Stop trying to leak all my secrets. Oh my god. See, oh you are oh you're stupid. I can't tell you nothing. Ooh. Ooh, chatty patty. God. Chatty, chatty patty. Ooh, chatty patty. All right. Be right. right. telling my business right, secrets. You got it, you got it. I'm I'm quiet. I'm quiet now. Edit that part out too. I'm not editing. Yes, that. you are. That, this is dangerous. Gonna let you, everybody gonna know you a chatty patty. Nobody gonna ever tell you nothing ever again. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say. But oh, you mentioned it. Well, you're exactly. <laughs> you see, I could have went in depth. I was just stool pigeon. A little innuendo right there, you know, about your about your 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 entrepreneurial, you know, Let's endeavor. Say, get back to the podcast. Okay. How can we start up this conversation among amongst our following? Well, I mean, I kind of alluded to that earlier, like just finding creative ways how to, you know, tie it back to, um, my leg was itching. I'm sorry. Um, I hope they can hear it on the mic. Yeah. I added that out of your other podcasts when you, I was when scratching. You, yeah. When you had the hives. Oh, he's like, I wonder if they can hear it. You go, and I'm like, yes, they can hear it. And then I added that out. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think I kind of alluded to that earlier about us um, finding creative ways how to bring it back. Like for us, for an example, we're speaking about social issues on a you know our podcast is about creatives, so we're we're we tied it into our creative segment just basically about how we just tied it into our segment you know in a creative kind of way. Right. So I feel like creatives who don't. Creatives who aren't, um, I just feel like creatives, they, they need to do that a little bit more often just so that it, it can engage their following. Cause I, the main thing about all of this is just awareness, you know? And I, I feel like that's, that's going to be like the word of, of our podcast is just aware for this podcast, which is just awareness and spreading more awareness. And even, even in our previous podcast, we were speaking about it, like, um, like, like just different artists who are who are bringing more awareness to you know the the issues that are going on in the community, um, and I feel like it's our it's our duty as as creatives just to do that just to just bring more awareness. I think a lot of create I think I've seen a lot of creatives not want to step on toes mm-hmm. by posting something that's anti not even say anti that's pro something mm-hmm. because a lot of people will feel that it's anti this like. Just because you're pro-black doesn't mean you're anti-white or right. anti-cop or, you know, anti-establishment. It could just mean that I'm pro for this situation, you know, and as a black person in America, mm-hmm. 
I want, you know, to raise awareness that this is a real issue for, you know, my community. Um, that's why I have a problem with a lot of celebrities who who specifically remain silent during during issues that could that their following could have a huge impact on. Yeah, definitely. I I completely agree. And we've I don't want to keep, you know, hammering the nail on the head, but we've we've said that many times and we uh, we applauded the people who do like you know, specifically LeBron James. Yeah. Um, even if you don't, it's not even a matter of like doing it in public because mm-hmm. anybody can release a statement. Anybody can put a hashtag. Mm-hmm. But it's the ones that's behind the scenes that's doing, you know, that's going out and not doing it for recognition and not doing it for notoriety or to say, hey, look, you know, but actually going out. What is that guy, the big guy who, um, he's always on a round table discussion. He's a rapper. I can never remember his name. He's a big heavy set guy. Not oh, Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Yeah, 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 he's dope. I like him a lot. I love when Yo. he's going for the community. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. He's on roundtable discussions with, it could be like seven politicians, and you see this big black pro black with his giant chain. I absolutely oh, love it. it. It's it's Killer Mike, and it's also uh, David Banner. Yes, David Banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Killer Mike yes. and David Banner. Th- those are the two main ones who are yes. really, and really it, doing I, a lot. Yes, and I honestly feel like they're not doing it for notoriety, they're not right. doing it for clout. It's just a general concern for their community. Right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I forgot to speak about them because I, I I listen to a lot of them. So, yeah, I, I love what they're talking about. And they're all about, like, black economics, yes, you know? Yes, blackly black, black, black. <laughs> black I love black, it. Black. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I love it. One, one time, David, not David Banner, uh, Killer Mike, he was, um, he was just talking about, like, just just saving up like three thousand dollars like if you have like if you save up three thousand dollars like you can be a business owner like not like yeah. a, not even like a business owner like a, like a franchise owner like you can yeah. open up like a subways or something like that I mean, you not can three thousand but well not three thousand but you know you can open up a little a little a little store and then mm-hmm. with the money from that you know you can flip it and then open up right. like a subways that's only like twenty thousand dollars or something like that so it's just he was just showing us how it can be done like how we can apply the same principles that we have in the streets you know we're like you know getting product and flipping it and turn that into something that's legal you know um i think we had a really great discussion yeah we did it was really good it was really 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 see good. we're not just all laughs and giggles we're actually really deep with the laughs and giggles with the laughs and giggles <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um chime in Guys, I want you. I want some of your opinions on this. I want you guys to like let me know like how you feel about this, <clears throat> how you feel about these topics. Um, let us know if we're if we're getting too deep for y'all. Like, if we are, you need to reevaluate your life. Right, 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 right. Um, but you can let us know, and um, we'll uh block you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Just, just I'm don't gonna... be don't be trolling on us. Right. Um, and uh, we'll um. I can't wait till we get trolls. Because I got time. I've been telling them since the beginning. I got time. I got time today. I got time. Every day. <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely chime in. Chime in on this conversation. Speak to us. We'll, we'll speak back. You can follow us at the Rise of the Creative NYC. Um, well, not the Rise of the Creative. It's just Rise of the Creative NYC on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at the R&B student. I'm not going to spell it because Ashley makes fun of me every time. You, you, can, you can spell it. I'm not going to make fun of you. No, I'm not. Because okay. you're going to spell I'm, it wrong. I'm never going to spell it again. I'm, Why? I'm not. Because I get nervous every time I spell it. What if I don't look at you? No. You can spell yours. 
It's like six letters. What? You can follow me on Instagram at Ash Slays, A-S-H underscore S-L-A-Y-S-S. Mm-hmm. And um, and follow my hashtag, Big Girls Don't Take Full Body Pics. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. talk about hashtags. Follow my hashtag, um, Big Girls Don't Take Full Body Pics. Yeah, completely unrelated to the previous hashtags <laughs> we were talking about before. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, follow us, uh, like us, subscribe to us, give us five stars. All that, all that. All that, and we're out of here. We out. Wait, 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 what about now? All right, all right, maybe the next show.